You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Now today I'm surrounded by people who work in one form or another with with young people and the first person I want to talk to is Josh. Now Josh is the youth pastor over at Emmanuel Church in Southbourne. But Josh, what exactly does a youth pastor do? <laughs> Not much, no. Um we do, yeah, do a lot. Um, it's mainly coming alongside young people and I guess helping them where they are and helping them where they want to get to. Um, and that involves introducing them to their life's biggest questions, introducing them to God, helping them get over a breakup. Um, but it can be a whole variety. Mm. Now, obviously, the whole journey into youth work started with you becoming a Christian. Yeah. Um, tell us about how did that happen? Yes, yeah, so I was um, brought up in a Christian family um, in a, who very committed to their church, very in, very involved with their church, and I think from a very young age, I didn't like that. I was always the problem child. In you weren't Sunday. rebellious, were you? Oh, I was a little. Oh. I got I got kicked out of Sunday school a few times. Um, I did Sunday school. <laughs> yeah, my mum wasn't too happy. Um, but no, I think from that, just kind of going on a journey where um, I didn't like church for years, but having a youth worker who come alongside me and be like. There is more to this than you've actually ever realised and being like there's somebody called Jesus um, and then really introduced me to who Jesus was. And I think it's gone from there. So so really you were part, you've experienced the benefits of youth workers yes. inputting into you, you know. Yeah. And did you have any bumps in the road? I mean, you, obviously you started off quite rebellious, <laughs> and causing your mum all sorts of problems. And did you have any, in those early years of your Christian mm. development, was there more bumps in the road? Yeah, there was a few. Um, I think... I think I was on fire for Jesus for a couple of years, 15 to 17, and then I was looking to um, what I wanted to do next. So I had applied when I was in sixth form to go to Moreland's for university and the uh, Bible college. And it was actually at this time when I knew I was going to Moreland's, I had a massive rebellion phase. Um, I don't know what really why or... So you applied to your Bible college and then you rebelled. <laughs> yes. yes. That figures, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I, I think just sixth form I was... Um, yeah, just to the crowd, which I was running with, and I was like, oh, I know I'm going to Bible college, but this is so great for now. Um, but I soon realised that actually I need to step up and actually focus on where I was going. And of course, you, you, did you say you were 17 when you applied for Mornons? I think yeah, 17, 18 probably. I think 17 when I looked around, but 18 when I applied. So you wouldn't have had much life experience no. on, on, under your belt. I mean, uh, looking back on that, of course, you did go to Mornons. Yes. But you were a wee bit older than that, weren't you, when you went there? Yeah, so I actually I went to Moreland straight after um, sixth form. Um, so I finished my A-levels and went straight in. Um, a lot of my friends were going to university, and I was like, actually, I know that I want to go into youth ministry, and this is a fantastic step for me to be on that journey, and I was like, I'll, I'll do it now. Now, it's interesting, you said, I absolutely knew that I wanted to go into youth mm. ministry. I mean, how did you know? I, I, I felt, um, I think I had a call in from about the, probably the age of 15, I started to explore what that is. Um, my, my youth worker was very, very influential in building me up as the person I am today. And I think when I was in year 10, I was about 15, we had to do um, work experience. And I was like, I kind of copped out. I was I'm just going to go to church and do it with my youth worker. So my work experience <laughs> was at church. Um, but just being hands-on and seeing the work he was doing and being like, I get to do this for a job at the time seemed really exciting. And I think since then it's been a big step of maturity to be like, it's not just the fun that's the job, but being able just to work with young people is, is great. So if you go to Bible college, um, was it was it three years? Yeah, three years. And a degree at the end of it? Yeah, a degree in applied theology with youth and community work. So what was it like? Because I mean, obviously Moran's is well known mm. for being a, a pra- teaching practical theology. Yes. So you're being taught the Bible and you've been taught all sorts of things, theology, but then they're also teaching you to work it out. Applied theology, as, yes. the, as you say. Uh, so what was that course like? Yeah, it's um, it was an interesting three years. I think, I think you always go into something like Moreland's thinking you know a lot, and you kind of leave thinking you know nothing. <laughs> um, it just completely <laughs> changes um, everything you thought was true, and that that is a quite a, a difficult journey at times. But it's such a fantastic journey to um, have completely new understandings and fresh um, foundations of why you believe what you believe. And I think in the practical side of things, Mullins are fantastic at teaching you how to apply yourself to leadership. Now, obviously, you already talked about that almost natural rebellious streak that was in you. <laughs> Did any of that surface at Moreland's? Uh, I guess time to time, but uh, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but do you think that's a good thing though? Because in in a sense, I mean, people use this term, you know, get real, don't they? And uh, yeah. and I, I suppose the truth of the matter is that there's a bit of rebellion in all of us, mm. no matter what age we are. 
Yeah, definitely. I think I was really, I was told when I was about 17 just to own my stuff. She's like, just own it. Stop mucking about, just own what you're doing. Well, that's a Royal Taylor there and Ready, Set, Go. Well, we're introducing some of the youth workers here in the studio. First of all, personally, I'm delighted to welcome Lisa to the studio. Lisa currently works with an organisation called PACE, uh, going into schools, but, but also has been to Morelands. But before we talk about any of that, Lisa, let's talk about your faith journey. How, how was things for you? How did you... How did you become a Christian? Yeah, so um, a bit like Josh in some ways. I grew up in a Christian uh, family and then uh, it got to the point where my parents, my family decided not to go to church anymore. And I was about 10 when that happened. Um, But I still kind of had this feeling that I wasn't ready to walk away. Like Mm -hmm. I just still wanted to know more. Um, So for me, uh, I still attended a lunchtime club that was happening in our school it was called fish and chips i was in middle school at the time and it's christians coming into the school and uh, i kind of kept that link going there and when i got to year seven um our local youth center was um a church-run youth club um but it was also in partnership with the youth service and they did open youth work so i was able to go along to that on a wednesday night and there i met youth workers um who were christians and just kind of really got to know them. Um, and I kind of made the decision that actually I want to go back to church. And so when I was about 12, 13, um, I started going back to church and made that decision, yeah, to trust and follow uh, Jesus again. And so on a Sunday morning, I'd get up and walk up the road um, and, yeah, kind of get involved. So how did mom and dad react to that then? Yeah, no, they were really supportive um, of that and of, of kind of making that that decision and for us it was a different church because we went to a church um that was away from our home and so yeah they didn't know kind of anything about this church and things but they've always been really supportive um of my decision and choices um to go along to that yeah and sometimes would come along to services and things and um so yeah they were great with it all now obviously youth workers played a big part in in you both learning about about Jesus and about faith and of course in eventually deciding to go to go back to church uh, at what point did you decide oh I'd like to be one of those yeah it's a bit like you said actually I could recognize just the impact uh, that youth workers had on my life um, and actually what I really uh, valued was it was Christian youth workers but it was also youth workers who were working in the youth service and so I was involved in uh, lots of different things a little bit of youth parliament and things like that and uh, participation work so I kind of really really just had this hunger, this drive to help young people as I'd been helped, really. And for young people to reach their full potential, I was really passionate about that. Um, And so a bit like Josh, when I was uh, 15 in year 10, I was able to do some work experience in my local youth centre and things like that. Um, And at 16, I was employed to do some uh, participation work um, for the youth service. And so from that, it kind of uh, went from there. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 18... I had an amazing opportunity to become a trainee youth worker and it was uh, something that was funded by Paul Deanery and so I was placed in a church, it was a new church um, over in, in Creekmore and as part of that role I was able to train and develop as um, a youth worker so they would pay for our training so I went to Southampton University and qualified in youth work there. Um, I was involved in an organisation called Farside at the time which was doing lots of kind of youth events um, and outreach and detached work and projects and I was also placed to work in the church community of Creekmore and so I was there for four years doing that kind of training and growing and developing as a youth worker. Now a couple of times you mentioned the youth service there and and some people might not know what that is but of course what you're referring to is local authority. Yes, yeah, yeah, so So, Borough Pool. So so what was it like working because presumably all the other youth workers that you were working with in the Borough Pool would have come from all sorts of different backgrounds and there you were as the I don't know whether you were the standalone Christian or whether there were others there. Yeah, no, there were other youth workers um, around uh, and things like that. And yeah, some, it was like kind of balancing um, the work and things like that. But uh, they were really supportive. And I think because of what was happening with the work and, and what was kind of the fruit that was coming from it, I think it was just, yeah, it was great working with the youth service um, and, and kind of being a light to different people as well. Actually, it was a, it was a great opportunity. Now, obviously, you, you had quite an extensive training in terms of your of your journey and of course that also included Bible College yeah yeah so uh, I finished doing some youth work at Creekmore and then I uh, took a job at a local secondary school as a teaching assistant so I was there for a bit and then I went back into some work for my church um, and it got to a point where I wanted to do a bit 
more learning, a bit more growing. Um, and it also coincided with the fact that my husband had just been diagnosed with an illness, a condition. And so life just kind of felt like it was really changing. And it kind of felt like this was the moment. And I don't know if you ever have those times in life where the door just opens at the right time. Like Morlins has always been in the doorstep um, of, of kind of my life and things like that. I'd known lots of people who'd gone to Morlins, but it never felt like the right time or place for me to go. And then in about 2017, 2018, it just like this door just opened. Everything fell into place and it just seemed like this was the right time to go and, and do that studying. And so I spent three years um, as a placement student. And were you also doing applied theology? I did just applied theology because I'd already had some uh, you, youth you're, training. You training. Yeah, yeah. So I did um, applied theology as a placement student. And out of everything else that you've done, did it really help to prepare you? Yeah, yeah, no, it really, really did. I'm kind of a bit like, as Josh said, you kind of go in thinking you know stuff and you come out thinking, actually, yeah, there's just <laughs> so much more. And it's still that journey, even though after three years of studying, there's still mm-hmm. so much learning um, and growing there. And with the placement base, I love just being able to be so involved in my church community and actually the learning that took place and the opportunities um, to stretch myself there because it is a year that really just stretches you. Um, so, yeah. Now, you met this young lad there called Josh. Um, and uh, was he a distraction you know and of course you were married at the time so I don't mean that sort of distraction (laughs) but it was because he was such a naughty boy uh, I mean self-confessed naughty boy at the time you know Uh, but you you became friends didn't you yeah yeah I could say it's one of the reasons why I did just apply theology not youth (laughs) and community (laughs) to avoid that distraction (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you but obviously you were friends together and and you graduated together didn't you yeah yeah and it's been really great that actually um our roles now mean that actually we're working together again um, in that sense. So it, it's really great. And Moorlands is such a big community. So many people you go around and hear who've been a part of Moorlands. Um, and even now we kind of, you know, go out to work and you hear someone has a link to Moorlands. And so it's just really nice to be able to, yeah, to continue those friendships. This is Hope FM. Well, I have a studio packed full of youth workers today. I'm feeling young myself, you know. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I am actually a youth worker. That's what I did most of my life in and working for the YMCA. So my heart is very much with young people. My next guest is Amy Boone. And Amy uh, is the children's and families worker at Emmanuel Church. But Amy, for you, how did the journey begin? Well, my story is very different to Josh and Lisa's. They obviously went to Moorlands and they grew up in Christian households. But for me, my parents never took me to church services on Sundays. So I never had that experience of church and I didn't know Jesus that well. So my journey kind of began when I um, left school. So I left school and I went straight into sixth form, of which where my friends went to a different college. So I found myself in this new environment, kind of on my own. Although there was people that surrounded me, there weren't people I knew very well. And this whole new atmosphere just extremely overwhelming and it wasn't something I knew Um, and I struggled with it quite a bit Um, but I had a lot of free periods Um, my nan and granddad used to run an elderly friendship club at my local church so I knew people from the church at the operations manager and who run the cafe quite well just by going in there using their own facilities Um, I reached out to the cafe manager and asked if I could do some volunteering during the six weeks holiday just so I wasn't bored at home and I had something to do and focus on Um, so I went there kind of not having any experience of faith and hadn't been to church and obviously it's a Christian run cafe so all these people have doing a ministry and they're doing amazing things in the cafe so my intentions was just to kind of go for the six weeks um, and then go to sixth form and kind of study media and IT which I choose to do Um, but when I kind of got to the end of the six weeks and I was prepared to leave and I got to sixth form I just found myself just feeling so overwhelmed and just so low going to sixth form Um, I reached out to one of the pastoral workers there and she let me drop one of my subjects so I could have time to go off and go to the community cafe um, in my free periods. So I kind of kept on going with the community cafe and I started to strengthen my relationship with everybody there and get to know some of the church leaders. I had two lovely ladies in the cafe who invited me to an alpha course and at first I was like, alpha course, is this me? I'd never done anything like this. So I kind of tried to get away from it and say, hey, look, I'm busy with studies and stuff like that. But I actually ended up doing the Alpha course and I did it online because this was kind of the time where COVID was quite prominent. And um, so I did that of an evening and I did this Alpha course and everything kind of started to change. It really started to open up my eyes to Jesus. And this place, this cafe, this church, it felt different to anything that I'd known before. 
And I started to get involved with different ministries, like the children, the youth work, and started getting involved with like the IT side of the church. And I started just to find myself getting more and more involved with faith and kind of developing in this way. And I took this commitment of knowing Jesus and I reached out to our church leader there and I said, hey, look, I'm about to finish sixth form and I'm not ready to leave this church and go and find a job yet. Is there any way you could kind of find me something to do here? And they offered me an internship, which has been for the past year and has been amazing in my growth with my relationship with Jesus, as well as just getting a flavor of all the different ministries and what goes into that. So that's kind of how my faith journey began. And now I'm a children and families worker at Emmanuel. We're probably surprised more than anybody else. <laughs> now, obviously, your, your journey is, is, I mean, all of the stories that we've heard from from Josh and indeed from Lisa, very important. Yours is a very, very different journey. But I guess that the majority of people uh, that all of you will work with will be people who coming probably like yourself, uh, Amy, from a non-church uh, background. Yeah. Uh, and and I, having done that journey yourself, uh, does it give you an, an empathy, you know, from where people are, the young people that you're beginning to encounter in, in church? And indeed, I know that you you go into schools and so on uh, with, with Josh and so on. Has your background really helped you to understand? Definitely. If it wasn't for these two ladies that really pushed and just uplifted me in faith and encouraged me, I would never have taken the steps to go and get to know Jesus more. I would never would have ended up in the ministries, would never have got my internship. So just their love and their support in my faith, as well as personally for me, was just incredible. And I just feel with this role, I can come in hopefully be that support and that encouragement to other young people. Do you ever get the impression that God has a habit of drop, dropping you in the deep? end you know uh, so it's like it's like okay amy let's just put you here uh, and of course uh, i don't know did you feel a little bit apprehensive of, like for example going i mean tell us a wee bit about alpha course because obviously some people will know what you're talking about and others won't but for those who don't have a clue what alpha is about what 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 is that so alpha is a program that includes videos um, and you get into like little discussion groups and talk about it talk about the video you just watched in these groups and these videos go through different topics they kind of start off kind of like gentle and then they get more into it they have a holy spirit day um, i missed out on that bit because obviously it was on zoom so um i never got to do that so hopefully um if there's another one coming up i'll be able to participate in that um but it's just a way to really learn more and just kind of if you've got any questions you can talk about it in this group and i think that was the most crucial bit you know sometimes you can watch something and you just don't fully maybe take it in or understand it and you have like a question having these groups there have watched the same content you have you can ask them they totally understand and you get to know the answer that you wanted to know and as you look back having done the course with the exception of the holy spirit day <laughs> uh, which you've got on your agenda for the future uh, but were you able to ask questions because obviously even asking questions particularly in a group takes a bit of courage doesn't it definitely i found with doing it on zoom everybody tried to talk at the same time <laughs> and everybody like it went silent they'll try and do it again but it's better there was, than saying you're on mute <laughs> yeah definitely but there was definitely time to ask questions and everybody listens and no matter what place you are in your faith if you're a really new christian or you've been a christian for years it is just so valuable to whatever part of your faith you're in and definitely there's room for questions and support and encouragement Fantastic. And, and of course, I said about you being dropped in the deep end, because it, whether, whether it's your internship or, or indeed the relatively new role that you've now got at, at Emmanuel, it's quite a big, important role, isn't it? Um, early days for you, I know, but what's it been like? It's It's been an incredible process. I feel like I've grown so much in this role and it's only been about six weeks. I remember initially looking at the job description and on there it said part of that you have to deliver an all-age talk to our congregation and lead a youth session. And I turned around to my friend and I was like, I'm not doing that because that was so out of my comfort zone that I just never saw myself getting up and doing that. I never thought I had that in me to do that. And I was actually like, I feel like God's on me about this. I know this is what he's calling me to do. So I've actually got to get up and do this. No matter how much I feel like I can't or I don't want to, I've got to do it. And I got up there on this Sunday, which was a part of my interview. So it was sort of like an interview kind of Sunday congregation, all age talk. Um, and I did it and it went so well. And I was just overwhelmed by the love and support that everybody showed me afterwards. And I find myself up the front <laughs> to pretty much every Sunday now, which I never thought would happen. So you went from total fear yes. to total being blessed. Absolutely. And it's just, I've seen so much growth in me so far with the young people. I feel like I'm coming such a long way to get to know them. Um, it's 
it's just been the most incredible six weeks. You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Well, in a moment or two, we're going to be talking about a conference that that, uh, Lisa and Josh and Amy are all working on, along with a group of other youth workers as well, to take place next February. And it's a a conference for youth workers, whether they're full-time, paid, or whether they're not paid, or indeed whether they're volunteers. Um, And of course, it comes out of their their lived experience together as youth workers. You've heard how in different ways they've been training, and now they've been, they're now on the job. They're actually meeting young people uh, in all sorts of, of places and so on. So let's talk a wee bit, Josh, about your lived experience now. What's it been like? Because you, you're, you're now you've done all the training. The, the glory days yeah. of, of the college are over. Yeah. Now you're in the workshop mm. and you're doing the stuff. So what, what has led you to craft this 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 course i know it's it's come out of what you you see as the need in youth workers but for mm. you what is that need yeah i think i'm relatively new i guess to youth ministry and youth work um and i think from what i've gathered it's just the need for community for youth workers um i think when you're working in a job which involves working with people and working with people and helping them in their situations it can be very easy to carry the burdens of those you're working with um and i think one of the ways we can ease that burden and not carry that burden is to do it together um, to be in community. I think I've always said to young people and to youth workers um, the idea that when God made the world, he said this was good. It was good. The first time he said it, this isn't good was when Adam was alone. Um, and actually that we have a need and we're made for community. And I think actually youth workers in their strange timetables i think i work sometimes i start at 10 sometimes i start at 12 sometimes i finish at 10 p.m sometimes i finish at 4 p.m and in our strange um work schedules and timetables of youth projects and youth groups being able to find a community to do life with um, now obviously you were you were brought up in a christian background mm. okay you rebelled against an old kid there's that, that part of you you've already said but actually um, i guess that a lot of the young people that you are working with the people that you're encouraging in schools and so on don't have that frame of reference is that true to say yeah definitely um so what is, what sort of an effect has that had on you i guess it's i think it's really exciting to see young people grow um, when you see a young person, that's not just a, a faith um, aspect, but we're so excited when any young person grows, whether they've spoken to someone about something they're struggling with, whether they've overcome a breakup, whether they've overcome a friendship dilemma, but just it's so exciting to see more young people grow. But also, I think it's hard when you see these situations and circumstances young people come from, I think. I've always led, and so me and Amy now lead the youth work that, we have to reach young people where they are and where they are in geographically, which is never normally in the church, and where they are developmentally, which is not Christian. And do you think there's enough understanding within average churches? Because obviously a lot of people you work with aren't members of the church. <laughs> They're not there every Sunday, you know, filling the seats, as mm. it were. Um, is there an, have you found there's an acceptance from church leaders particularly that that actually the journey doesn't start in church? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a big question. I think some churches really understand the need to reach young people, um, to be present in their lives, no matter whether they're sitting in a pew or sitting in the skate park. I think some churches um, are, has, haven't got the awareness of that, the idea that they can't just sit in church and wait for the young people just to rock up at the door. Um, but I think some churches are, um, are fearful as well, but oh, the... Um, have to go out and meet young people what, what, the, all the issues that come with that and yeah I think it's a whole variety of and I suppose if those churches are paying your salary mm. uh, it's interesting as well the question is well what are they paying you for <laughs> are they paying for you because they'd like to see the congregation increase because let's be honest about it when you look at the average congregation mm. we're not seeing young faces are we no yeah I think and we really um, try to be really intentional at Emmanuel about why we're doing what we're doing and making sure on the page. And it's not just a, a yeah, just as you said, just to fill seats and views. I think some churches can often have a seen but not heard approach to youth work. They want to look like they have young people in the building, but as soon as they've done that, they don't want to hit, they don't want anything from them really. They want them to go off into the corner, do their teaching, and off they go home. But as long as they can say, oh, we have young people in the building, they 
they're happy, but I think we're called to far more than that. Mm-hmm. And I think as churches, um, they need to employ their youth pastors to see young people as co-creators in everything that is the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Lisa, ever ever come to you? I mean, obviously, all those questions I just asked Josh. Mm. I mean, what, what's your experience? Because I mean, obviously, you're pretty much doing the same thing. You're you're doing a lot of schools work because of pace. Yeah, yeah. So my role's slightly different. So I work uh, for Pace as a secondary schools worker, and so uh, for us at Pace, we are partnering with local churches, local youth workers, and we say we're going back to school really and so for us we are um, in secondary schools primary schools right across Bournemouth Christchurch and Paul where we're involved in delivering lessons RE lessons uh, we're involved in lunchtime clubs where we're running alpha courses or doing big questions um, and we're also getting involved in assemblies um, so for us we're seeing lots of young people um but we don't necessarily get to do the journeying. And that's where really the partnership with the local churches and youth workers come. Because when we partner with local churches and youth workers, those guys get to do the journeying bit, really, and form those relationships um, and really get to see those young people grow and flourish and get involved in their youth work and churches. Now, obviously, what I just said there about in the average church, I mean, obviously, it's a generalisation, what I'm saying now. But, mm. but obviously, you're not seeing a lot of young faces, you know, in church generally, although yeah. it does depend. I guess that mm. maybe whenever you were young, and I think you did say this, that you had you were part of a thriving youth group, weren't you? Yeah, 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 I was. Um, there, there was kind of a group of us there um, journeying together, yeah. And I think there has been a change. I think we can all recognise that, um, hasn't there? There's been a shift um, where I think churches generally, as you say, are not really seeing young people. And I think as well, sometimes the danger of maybe having this to transitions, isn't it? You might have a thriving children's work, but then transitioning into the youth work or from the youth work, transitioning if they go off to university or if they stay around, are they, you know, then coming to church and, and kind of plugging in? And so there's all those key parts of life, really, aren't there? But I suppose that the, the, the encouraging side of that is that you're all involved with churches who are both paying your salaries, uh, in your case, in pace, a number of churches mm. interdenominationally getting behind reaching in so although they're not they may not yet be seeing those young faces they're not giving up on young people yeah and quite often at pace we say there's like 95 percent of children and young people who aren't connected to church and actually um by going to school we get to see these children and young people and so we get to share um our faith we get to share the good news with them whether that is through the lessons that we're doing through assemblies um or every week meeting them at a lunchtime club um so yeah now, obviously, uh, your lived experience, you know, you're planning this conference mm. for youth workers in whatever f- field of service they're, they're, they're practicing the youth work. Uh, being a youth worker yourself, what, what, are your, what are your needs? Josh has said that they need to be together and to share is a very high priority. Is that the same for you? I mean, what, what are your needs? Because you're right at the cliff edge. You're dealing with a culture very often which is sometimes quite aggressive, actually, towards Christian belief, let's be honest about it. That does something to you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Josh has kind of talked about the uh, 412 gathering as being a place that uh, people can be connected and, and kind of have that relationship. I think another part of it is actually being equipped and so one of the exciting things um, about the day is an opportunity to get involved with some seminars that we're running. So there's six seminars taking place across the day um, and we've got Mark Arnold from Urban Saints and he's running one on supporting children and young people with additional needs. We've got um, Sharon from Pace and she's running one on thinking about mental health in children and young people and we know that's a really big uh, issue at the moment. We hear that a lot from children and youth workers and in schools. Uh, we've got Bethany Miller um, from Safe Families and she's running uh, a seminar on bringing hope to families and again that's something that's really kind of we're hearing a lot about um, kind of children young people and, and the families and the situations that they're going home to um, and things like that uh, Dave Pegg he's uh, working with Tim Moyer and they are looking at Live It Tell It and that's actually a really new uh, resource that um, they're developing and it's helping young people um, 11 to 16s 
tell and share their faith. So we've talked a lot about kind of us as youth workers going to school. But actually, there's lots of young people, Christian young people, who are in school and who are living it and are with friends every day. And it's equipping them um, to actually uh, share their faith. And so learning more about that. We've got Wes Williams um, from AIM Community, and he's doing a seminar on mentoring young people. And then we've got Keith from Pace as well, who's looking at effective storytelling. So real good opportunity for children, youth workers to come and be equipped and to be resourced. And so really excited um, about that. Well, that's Taryn Wells there and Love is Action. Well, Amy, along with uh, Josh and Lisa and a couple of other people from different churches have all been working together talking about teamwork in St. Peter's Church. And of course, you're all doing an Alpha course. Uh, Amy, you you should be well versed in Alpha courses. So how is it going at St. Peter's? Oh, it's going amazing. As I spoke about earlier in my journey of faith, um, one of the real crucial points to me was doing an alpha course so now to come into schools and have that opportunity for young people to encounter the same course and questions that I did I just think is so important we have about 50 of our young people come to alpha each week during their lunchtime which is an amazing number and um, we all sit in different groups and a leader takes a group of children they normally sit with their friends as they do and um, yeah. um, so we're being really intentional about each leader sitting with the same sort of group so we really start to get to know them and like what point they are in their faith and um, we have like some videos sometimes some powerpoints some fun games that really get them engaged and sometimes when you go through um, the questions you get like the really textbook answers that you know they got out of their RE lesson but once you dig down a bit deeper you really start to see where they're at in their faith and you can answer some questions that are really pondering in their minds and it's been amazing. And I suppose that you, you get to know the young people don't you? You become friends with them. Absolutely it's really cool I've been coming in at the moment and saying oh, how's your half term been they're going you know I've been telling you about my nan getting a cat and it's like following on from the week and like how they've been developing the story the- of nan and the cat I know so it's been great to really develop that friendship there and really get to know them because I think having that relationship there makes it so much easier to ask questions and it just feels more comfortable rather than being someone you've never met before now though we have I've commented on the fact that we don't see many young faces in some churches you know and in fact maybe the majority of churches in terms of the average age group aren't young but actually what you're saying talks to me about a lively interest in Christian things. Definitely we've um, had 20 of y- these young people that come to our Alpha course join our youth groups at Emmanuel which has been amazing and I have a really great story to share in the past weeks. We have a young person come to one of our youth groups um, and Josh was in the car park we play basketball in the car park on Tuesday um, afternoons so the schools when they walk past on their way home they can kind of see what we're doing and they, they're interested they all hang out yeah. yeah so they get interested and they wonder what we're doing um, and one of the young people arrived and he was playing basketball with Josh and Josh just said to him like how are you how's life going and he just kind of said you know yeah it's okay you know as you normally get from a young person and he kind of turned around to Josh and he said actually it's really good at the moment he said he's become a Christian now, Josh, turning to you, uh, you weren't quite expecting that response, were you? No, not at all. Um, no, these young never. We've always nurtured the conversation with this young person before, but never ever had a really like, serious conversation about faith. Um, and this young person as well comes from a very a family who are very um, strict in the faith they follow. Um, it's not something he'd been exposed to at home ever. But yeah, it was just a fantastic. Moment, so really. you must have been, well, both you and Amy, you must have been on cloud nine that Yeah, day. definitely. <laughs> it was a great story that he talked about because he said that he's been praying about if there's a God there and if there is, can he have some sort of sign just to like clarify that he's there and he woke up the next morning and he went on his phone and there's a social media site called TikTok which kind of mm-hmm. features like really short videos and you kind of scroll through well, that's so what you're into big time isn't it <laughs> I know you, you you love your social media <laughs> definitely um, and when he woke up this morning and went on his social media platform he saw so many videos about Jesus and the good news and at that moment he just knew and that's how he kind of came yeah. to know his faith. I, I just love how unconventional it is that we expect <laughs> um, people to come to church and hear the word. And then he just prayed in his bed that God would show him a sign. And then God used his TikTok <laughs> as a way yeah. to... But isn't it interesting because you mean, the Bible does say about, you know, people, God using dreams and visions and, and all sorts of 
different ways in which he communicates directly uh, to people. And we are seeing an increase in that sort of level of activity, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. And I think you said earlier as well that even if we don't see young people in church, they're still spiritual. Um, they're still searching. I think that is... Yeah, it's just helping them on that journey and picking up where they are. And I suppose that, you know, on the positive side, and what is very encouraging about church is that behind everything you're doing, there are churches who are praying for you, mm. they're encouraging you, uh, and so on. And I, and I suppose that, would you, what would you, to all church leaders listening to this program, to all of you who have responsibilities, uh, hear what these guys are saying, what is it that those folk can do to encourage you most? Definitely just pray for us in our relationships with all of the young people, whether that be at Alpha or whether that be at a football project we're doing or in our own youth groups in all the different churches that we're working together in. Just prayer that we're just, you know, meeting what they need, like whether that's they just want someone to talk to and offload if they've had like a really bad day or if they want someone to like really uplift them in their faith, that we're just there supporting them. I mean, you talked a, a wee bit about mental health and, and some of the things, and I know that uh, that mental health among young people is at the epidemic proportions, particularly coming out of the of the whole COVID challenge. Um, are you are you seeing any of this the the this, the heavy weight that some young people mm. are, are carrying, and and the fact that they 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 can't always access the help and support they need? Yeah, definitely. I think. Everyone's always had emotions since the beginning of time, and I think everyone w- does struggle at some point. But we do see, as in a whole, it's almost mental health continuum. People, especially young people, are a lot struggling a lot more these, um, at this current time. I mean, it's like an epidemic. Um, especially, I think we've seen a lot of young people who are dealing with a lot of anxiety, um, uncertainty, and I think with the access to help is at times really hard and we are trying our best to signpost young people and to work with young people to receive the help they need whether that's we've had examples where we've um, had young people speak to us and then we've been able to work with the school um, to get them to the right help or we've spoken to the parents or spoken to social service and been able to start a journey with so there's a whole backup team yeah. that you can call yeah on. and there's a whole there's, I think once we've understood and learn how to help we can help and I think as youth workers our role is very much not to be professionals in helping them sort out everything that's going on and dealing with their mental health issues or struggles but us to help them on a journey to get help with those who can help That's the Born to Live there from about a mile. Uh, well, you heard there from Josh and Amy about some of the uh, positive experiences and feedbacks that they got. You, your stories, Lisa, obviously, again, you're working in schools, slightly different, but nonetheless encouraging. Yeah, yeah, they are slightly different. Um, I've been in post for about a year now, and really I've just been kind of knocked over just by the questions and the thinking that our young people are doing in, in lessons and, and in our interactions. And so sometimes, quite often in our lessons, we have an opportunity where young people get to ask us questions and we say that there's no question too big or too small. And you can see some of that thinking where young people want to know more. There is this kind of spirituality that they really want to kind of understand. And so questions like, you know, um, why do you pray or how do you pray or why is there suffering in the world? And and sometimes, you know, you could just see the thinking happening behind um, the young person's mind, kind of actually they want an answer to this. And in that moment, we get to kind of offer that. Like on the on the world stage, obviously we've seen, uh, sadly, the death of uh, of of you know very large numbers is uh, is nearly a hundred and fifty young people you know in Seoul, Korea, and then of course the collapse of the suspension bridge mm. in uh, in India over the weekend. Of course, add to that Ukraine and all of the conflict between between Russia and Ukraine and all this, all of this on our television screens all of the time. I do you get a lot of questions like, how does God? allow such things to happen yeah yeah no we do and um i remember listening to to keith actually our primary school worker yesterday and he said he was involved in doing a lesson in in a primary school and you know a child there was asking um very much like that question and so actually yeah children young people are seeing this and they're kind of searching for for answers there um and so yeah we do we do get those questions quite a lot 
And are you able to answer them? We do our very best, um, yeah, uh, with that. And we kind of, you know, for us, we, we talk about that. We do live in, a, in a, a broken world. It's not as it's meant to be, that this isn't the end. Um, and actually, you know, God does have a plan. And quite often we kind of um, share that. And as we're kind of being asked these questions, you're always thinking, what's behind the question? Why is this person asking this? Um, and how can we answer it in a way that actually, you know, helps them? Now, obviously, you've got teachers who are eavesdropping as well. Yes, we do. So that must be interesting. It is. And it's one of uh, the great things about going into school is actually you kind of meet a whole range of staff um, going into a school. And you never know actually who is, as you said, eavesdropping and who's and who's listening. And so um, I just love it because as soon as you kind of go into a school, you're met by the reception team and you get to be like this light. Um, hopefully, and we get to kind of share uh, God's love and, and be that presence. And so as we're moving about the school, it very much is thinking um, about the, the kind of the adults that we're interacting with, too. Now, obviously, uh, both uh, Josh and Amy were talking about quite a lot, quite large numbers of the young people are going to Emmanuel uh, Youth Group and so on. Are you seeing some of those young people in in the schools that you're working with also going to youth groups in churches across the area? Yeah, as I said, a big part um, of our work with PACE is about partnering with local churches and, and, and youth workers. Um, and actually, we find because we were in so many schools in, in so many different places, uh Actually, it really, really works when youth workers and volunteers are joining us because that's where the relationships really kind of grow and develop. Um, And whether that's through kind of outreach and detached work um, and just every week turning up as well, being consistent. I find that that's such an important part um, of of the role is young people and a school knowing that you're going to be there each week um, and and being able to kind of give that time um, exclusively to to those young people. So, Josh, turning my attention back to you again, you've put this conference together. Um, Who are you hoping will turn up next February? Yeah, so we, um, I think a bit of context is that this conference, when its initial idea came from a group of youth workers who just met in a cafe, um, we kind of addressed um, what what are really the needs of youth workers in our BCP community at this time. We kind of uh, picked out three people groups. The first one was employed youth workers, youth workers who are employed by a church or organisation and are in that kind of part-time or full-time employment. Um, the second one was uh, specifically church youth leaders, um, people who lead the youth ministry or have a very high input into youth ministry in churches but aren't employed they may have a full-time job but then lead the youth ministry as a volunteer and there's quite a few of those isn't there yeah definitely um and i think the third group was um church volunteers um those fantastic amazing friends of uh, people who come and volunteer in our youth work who may think oh i feel a bit out of my depth or i'm loving this i want to know more we just want to create a space for all those three people groups to come together and gather now how do they sign up as it were yes i mean it's early days yet i mean we're not at christmas yet we're talking about february (laughs) yes so we have um a website um which is www.412gathering.co.uk um you can sign up on there it will take you to our eventbrite link um there's an early bird ticket currently available before the 15th of december is it a paid do you have to buy it is it's a paid event um in that you get access to the free resources throughout the day and seminars and everything that we have is it food or bring your own it is bring your own lunch it is we've chosen bournemouth community church because it's a fantastic venue and a great location there's lots of food options in the high street as well Mm. how many folk are you hoping will turn up Oh, that's a good question. Um, we haven't, I don't really know. We just hope, we haven't got a set figure. No, it's, it's quite a big venue, isn't it, Lisa? Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah, it is um, a big venue in that. And so, yeah, I think it's just as many, it's open to everyone. Yes. And so we're just so excited about it. Um, I think one of the things as well to mention with the tickets, because um, I think it's kind of plays into all our journeys, is that there's a young leaders yeah. ticket as well. Um, and that one is free. And that's for young people, maybe age 15 to 17, who are involved in youth work, because that's a little bit like our journey, really. Well, we like had all of your journeys, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, the opportunity of young people to get involved. Um, and so for those young people to come along as well, um, would be good. So that one's free. And the early bird ticket is £15. Um, at before the 15th of December and then after it's £20 a ticket. Now you've talked something about the programme because you, mm. you, obviously there's a whole choice of seminars and Lisa, you took us through uh, some of those, very exciting. <laughs> uh, but 
as well as those seminars, what else is happening? Yes, yeah, so the the overall vision of the day is to inspire, equip and connect youth workers and youth volunteers and children's workers and, and everyone in that kind of remit. Um, and our kind of vision is firstly to inspire one another. There'll be a time of worship and prayer and gathering um, as, a, as the church family to hopefully, since coming out of this pandemic time, just to re-inspire one another and be fired up to keep going and doing what we're doing and set the equipped um, part of the conference, as we said, is the seminars. We've got a whole... Um, a group and fantastic seminars lined up and also we'll have an exhibition area so be lots of local um organizations and groups come in to exhibit to offer us resources and work with us we were very specific in this conference being a localized thing there are some fantastic youth ministry conferences around the uk but we really wanted to create something in this local area that serves our community now, up until you're doing this, I mean, obviously you're all connected because you're all working on Alpha Course because that's the one thing that you do do together. Mm. Uh, obviously, um, you know, Lisa, you've got the specific work uh, with PSA in the, in the in in the schools. Is there a, is there another form where you guys get youth workers within the whole BCP area, the local area, come together? Is that happening, or are you? I mean, do you have a WhatsApp, or how do you guys connect? Yeah, we um I think it's very we try and have a good balance between not forcing anything, letting things have natural relationships and friendships grow, but also facilitating places for people to connect and collaborate, really. Um, so we do have a WhatsApp group. Um, and if you're a BCP youth worker listening and you're not in the WhatsApp group, contact Blair and we will get you in because we'd love to have you mm. um, join the group. So we have a big WhatsApp group of just people we've come across who are in youth work in BCP just to join. And it's a fantastic outlet for information and support and prayer. But we also do, um, we catch up at four times a year we try and facilitate a time and space um but also i think we just do it naturally as friends i quite often will go for a dinner or or go out for a coffee with local youth workers and some of you went you went abroad didn't you with your your friends yes and came back with covid as i recall i did yeah, but was that was that again youth work friends together? Um, that one—that's no, more just uh, my Your friendship group. Friends. But they will, some of them are involved in youth work. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Hope FM. Uh, so we talked about obviously what people can expect by going along uh, to the the conference and so on. Um, they let's talk a wee bit about about volunteers because obviously there's two very important things there. One was about the up and coming young people who like yourselves because you also I mean you're 17 Josh when you started yeah you know on your journey I mean have you got can you already see uh, proteges in the young people that you're working with who you can say you know there is a young woman there's a young man and they are going to be youth workers yeah I think definitely at times you can definitely point out young people who have that interest and a little buzz inside them that they they like oh i can see why you do this i was i was doing um some music recording with young people the other day and they're like you do this as a job and there's a conversation we have a lot they don't understand that we actually did this is all paid work um is that because you're all well you've already said it just drinking coffee and so i mean <laughs> yeah it's normally mid football game they ask <laughs> yeah, mid football game yeah but but i mean i mean joking aside though i mean it is a big responsibility isn't it and and yeah. uh, and i guess that covering everything that you guys do in prayer is a serious business mm. isn't it yeah definitely i think we are forever aware that we are in a battle um, that this world isn't just the um, physical but there's a whole spiritual realm as well and we're in a we're in a battle to fight and we stand victorious but we're fighting for the souls of these young people and it's cool you're listening to community now on hope fm with keith jones bookshop serving the community for over 50 years visit keithjones.co.uk now, just before we had the break there, I, I put to all of the youth workers here in the studio, what was the most difficult thing that they've ever had to deal with? And I th- I said to him, well, I'll, I'll help you. I'll tell you a story. So so years ago, I was uh, taking a group of young people. We were on a camp together. And as part of our uh, our experience together, we decided to go out fishing. Uh, and so we we shared a very large fishing boat with, uh, with a gang of young people. And uh, one of the things that we talked told them was be very very careful about the barbed hooks um now did they pay attention do you think josh my vote is no uh, lisa well if you told them to pay attention one would hope that they did mm-hmm. and what what about you amy uh 
I very much doubt it. <laughs> yes. Well, some of them did, but one girl didn't. And uh, and she she put this thing hook through her finger, mm. uh, which then resulted in her screaming the boat down. Uh, and then, if, if that wasn't bad enough, remember we were sharing this boat. So it had to return to port. Oh, no. Much to the annoyance of all the other fishermen uh, and the young people in that boat. <laughs> now, here's the thing. That young lady... We spent quality time with him. We shared the gospel. She died in childbirth mm. a few years later. Mm. I tell that story, really, because in all of my experience as a youth worker, I've always thought that the time that we have with people, whether they accept the truth of the gospel or not, mm. um, is really important. And actually, in that case, it highlighted to me the absolute importance of that. So the time with this young lady, you know, okay, we had that, the, we had that experience, but I've never forgot that experience. And in a way, what's that done for me as a youth worker? Well, it's made me realise that time is precious, and that actually every second that we have is an opportunity. Yeah. So, Josh, have you thought of something? Oh, that's a, that's a big question. It um, is a big question. Well, a little chat during the, um, the song and the adverts, and just. I think I said it's sometimes you have to, you haven't really got a choice, but you have to say goodbye to a young person. And whether something's happened in the youth group or as a situation that you have, for some reason, you have to ban them or tell them that it's not something they can come back to. And I think that's really. You mean hard. because they've done something? Yes, yeah, yeah. more than not, it's because of that. And there's never a place you want to get to. Um, but sometimes it is the right and the best decision. And that's really heartbreaking because you've invested maybe weeks, months, years into a young person. And then it's like, what happens next? And that's always hard. Um, yeah. Lisa? Yeah, um, I've just been thinking about. Uh, building these relationships with young people and sometimes some of the stories you hear and the lives and situations of the young people that mm. we're working with um, is just so heartbreaking I mean some of the tales could just be whether that be kind of yeah abuse at home or just not um, basic needs being met and actually you build a relationship with this young person um, and you're consistently there but actually sometimes young people struggle with that because they've never had that before mm. and actually sometimes they don't know what to do with that and sometimes you get kind of abuse um in the relationship from that whether it's kind of uh just yeah what they're they're saying and doing but each time you just kind of turn up and you're just consistently there and actually over time just seeing that transformation um in that young person but in that moment it is so hard to be consistent when that young person um maybe is not kind of yeah treating you or kind of showing you that respect um but again i just always come back to just being consistent and actually um just being that light and in that moment showing them love that maybe they've never seen or known before um yeah it, it's moments that i always kind of draw upon just yeah to keep going through those times so maybe if you if you would do a quick switch with amy there then and yeah. uh, uh, so amy what's i mean it's early days for you yeah so i've been about in my post six weeks now but I think I would jump on what Josh and Lisa are saying, kind of combine the both. Like, you build up these relationships with the young people and you have this bond. And to have to say goodbye to a young person for whichever reason, whether that's, you know, behaviour or something much deeper, you know, you've got that relationship there and you've invested so much in it, you don't want to have to lose that. And I think it's heartbreaking for them because that might be their safe place. You know, they've got their friends there. They've got the leaders they're familiar with that they might rely on to maybe tell something about or, you know, where we work with the schools to get them the help that they need. You know, they might lose that connection there. And for us losing them, you know, because we just don't want to lose lose young people and I think that's probably one of the hardest and that, if we were to turn the clock around or, or the question around and say that, that you've shared some of the difficult things that you've had to deal with what have been the absolute best things the thing that you shouldn't have to think about this uh, so you know when I, I say I'm going to say a colour what's the first thing that comes into your mind so I say to you best thing in, about youth work what's the first thing that comes into your mind 
Josh. Free snacks. <laughs> free, free snacks? <laughs> no. Yeah, well, why not? That's well, great. Like, yeah, like, that's okay. It's great when a young person turns up to youth group with a whole bag of cookies or mm-hmm. donuts. That's always, that's yeah. always a dream. Um, young people bring them. Yeah, they sometimes do. They're like, I've gone to the shop, I've got some sweets. And you're like, yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Only if they share them. They do. Yeah, that is true. Um, but no, I think more seriously, I think just breakthrough moments of young people. Um, that is incredible. And especially when their parents notice it. I think we had a young person we've been working with and he came away with us to a summer camp and had an email from his mum a little bit after and he'd made a faith commitment at this camp. And his mum said, I've not seen him this happy and excited in two years. And I think for us that was such an amazing thing to see this young person just completely transformed. Um, his, for his mum to recognise it and just have so much thanks to the work we've put in, I think it was just, yeah, it kept, keeps us going. Yeah, absolutely. Amy, the best thing so far? First thing that popped in mind was the story I spoke about earlier of our young person and just speaking to Josh about his commitment to faith in the car park. I think that was just the first thing that popped in my mind and I'm going to shoot with that. And let's hope that that's the first of many. Absolutely. Because <laughs> actually God is in the business of encouraging, isn't he? Definitely. And, and in a way, that's very important because youth workers, you're, you're, you're working in a difficult job. Um, mm. But it's really important that when you get up in the morning, you want to go to that school <laughs> or you want to leave that youth group. And it's not, it's, we don't always feel great all of the time, do we? No, not at Apart from you, Joyce, of course. Yeah, well, every, as long as there's donuts. Yeah, as long as there's snacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, maybe, Lisa, if you want to. We're doing a switcheroos here around, around, around microphones. Absolute best for you. Absolute best. Um. Yeah, I think it's when you're journeying with young people and then they make that commitment um, and you get to be a part of that journey. Um, And so when they make that choice to trust and follow Jesus, uh, I think that is just amazing. And sometimes, you know, we get to see that um, in in, in like that public display of baptism or confirmation as well. um, And just kind of then getting to hear them share their story um, and owning it. I think that's just, yeah, amazing when that happens now back to our people book just give us that website again josh if you wouldn't mind yep so the website to book tickets is www.412gathering.co.uk and all the information on the website yeah yeah all the information are you are you getting bookings already yeah i've had a little look we have a few bookings i think we have um obviously we're teaming up and pacer helping us facilitate and partnership in this for the event and the pacing being great through their um, volunteer teams at helping people no, it's going on. Um, we pass information through people, and that's how we're getting it out there. Fantastic. So PSR looking after things like insurance for the event and all the all those little necessary things that you have to do. Yeah, you? just just partnering um, is yeah is, is just fundamental in what we do. Well, I think that's come across all, all, all the way through the program. Now, as you, I mean, obviously, when you put these things together, they don't just happen. You've got to, you've got to really work, work hard. I mean, mm. has it been an, an enjoyable experience for you? All? It has been, yeah, it's been a very enjoyable experience so far. I think Amy is um, absolutely smashing our social media out of the park. Um, so, if you have um, Facebook or Instagram, head over to our our Instagram is at four twelve gathering, and on Facebook it's also called the four twelve gathering and have a look at what we've done um, I think my favourite part so far has been um, helping Amy with the graphics because I just it's just so much fun well of course you're going to feel me Amy haven't you because you're a graphics person and I, I haven't asked you whether you're into into uh, all of the social media you know um, the uh, what 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 do you call the one who used the videos? Um, that was TikTok. Do you use TikTok? I did like an outreach project at my previous church where we spread the word of God on there, and we just got like um, I think it was like four hundred thousand views or something like overall over, over like a month period, which was amazing just to spread the word of God out there to people that maybe don't know Him at all, or maybe like new in their faith or have had faith for years. It's just kind of you know enforcing that, and it was an amazing project to work on. So you're using all of the social media then? Not for 412. Um, we're using Facebook and Instagram for 412, um, which is going really well. We're seeing that growing and people sharing the posts, mm-hmm. um, which is going well. Now, we haven't really mentioned what 412... I mean, I did it at the beginning of the programme, but I've not mentioned it through the programme. So what is 1 Timothy 4... 12. Yeah, so 1 Timothy 4.12 um, was a piece of advice really written to Timothy um, and it says don't look any, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith and in purity. And I think for us as youth workers we 
we chose this um, we chose this verse because it is our vision statement that we don't want to look down on young people but what we want to do is teach them to set an example for the wider church and I think as youth workers um, we gathering under that vision um, yeah I'm ringing away here every day. <laughs> pushing buttons and mute and it won't do it anyway never mind um, so obviously you are all young so you're living out that scripture, mm. aren't you? And uh, and I, I guess you haven't had too many people looking down on you because you you done. <laughs> but but what you have had is you had lots of people encouraging you all. Yes. And is that yeah. is that a bit like a tonic for you all? Yeah, I think it's. Um, I mean, when you have, you, I always one grasps what you're doing for youth work and loves what you're doing. I think it's amazing. I remember one example from um, Emmanuel where the youth had broken the ceiling tiles um, in the hall <laughs> of the football and somebody came up to me and was like it's great it means we've got young people in the building and I was like I just have a fantastic attitude to know that someone could see you through the broken ceiling tiles and see the work that was happening it's just that encouragement yeah we love it <laughs> well of course yeah, you even had uh, you know well, you have had pranks, haven't you, with young people? <laughs> and I guess that, that's, that's quite, I mean, there was one, well, shocking one, wasn't yes. there? Um, but we won't go into that. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you send me an email, I'll share that. I'll share that with you. So as we as we pull it all together, and thank you all for being fa- fabulous guests uh, and so on. I'm sure that this is going to be a really, a really amazing event. But when it's all done and dusted, and and the, the day comes, and you get to the end of that day, and you fall in exhaustion because you've all worked your socks off what are you hoping the fruit will be mm. i think i my massive heart for this event is the connect part of the event mm-hmm. um to have your space we're being really intentional about creating a a really good space for you folks to come and connect and i think i just love when the day is gone people go home feeling re-inspired um, inspired to keep doing what they're doing um, but also to have um new um relationships and new connections we're not we're not demanding and it's not going to be an event where we push everyone into collab with everyone but we just want to create a space where natural relationships and natural friendships can grow um and i think that's so important for youth workers so i hope when i get home from the event and just what goes on is that people are feel more connected to one another and what about you amy yeah i think connection is just so important whether you're starting out in a new role or you've been in it for years connection is just key just to be able to text someone and say hey look I've got this going on. Have you had a similar experience? And just to have that support there is worth so much. And finally, obviously coming to you, uh, Elise, you've heard what the uh, your colleagues have said. Same for you. Yeah, yeah. And just really, um, I think, to inspire people and maybe the potential that this could be the start of something um, and that just grows and develops. Because as we've been speaking this morning, there's so much need, isn't there, out in the community? And we've shared a little bit of our experiences um, with children and young people. Um, And I I think, you know, for the church to stand together um, and actually go out and do the work. um, And I just really think that this has the potential to be the start of something big. And that excites me. Well, Lisa... Uh, Amy and Josh thank you all very much we wish you, you God's richest blessing on all of these plans and it's going to be super fantastic when you come to February and Josh just one last time Heart of Day book yeah so you can um, find our Facebook or our Instagram pages which is the 412 Gathering or head straight to our website which is www.412gathering.co.uk and all our information and tickets are on there this is Hope FM